Hey, Kayla, how's it going? It's good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Just cruising. Dope LED lights. I need to get some. I I have some. Wait, let me fix this. Sorry. Uh. Okay. Okay, here we go. I have some in my old room, but since I, I like, I moved rooms and I haven't been able to, I, I just haven't got any more, but I need, I need to get some. That's a good reminder. Um, welcome back to the Little Things Podcast. Today I'm joined with Sasha, um, who's best known for his role, Nick and Julian of Phantoms. Uh, huge thank you, Sasha, for joining me today. Oh my gosh, it's I'm my pleasure. I'm so excited to talk with you. Me too. Likewise. Wait, let me put, let me put this on. Oh, yeah, how's your day been so far, Caitlin? Um, it's been okay. I had school day, so there's that. Yeah, I know. It's like, eh, school. But, yeah. I'm so, happy to, I'm so happy to be doing this. I'm stoked we made it happen. I'm really happy that we made this happen. It all worked out in the end. Heck yeah. So, before we jump into our discussion, I have a game prepared. I'm ready for it. Throw it out. So, me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a color, and you're going to give me the first song that comes to your mind that you associate with that color. Okay. <laughs> so, the first one is Black. Uh, Black by Eddie Vedder. Or, not by Eddie Vedder. Pearl Jam, I mean. Eddie Vedder's a singer of Pearl Jam, but Black by Pearl Jam. Love that song. That's a that's a, oh, it's so good. I'll take a listen to it later. Um, next or next color is pink. Pink, uh, watermelon sugar high or watermelon sugar <laughs> by Harry Styles or or Pink and White by Frank Ocean. That's a great that's a great song. Um, yeah, or Seasons by Future Islands. That's another one. Last color is green. Ooh. Um, uh, Flower Power by Greta Van Fleet or Black Hole Sun by uh, Soundgarden. Greta Van Fleet is top tier music. I love them. I love them so much. Oh, my God. They're, they're, they're the coolest. They're so cool. I've been listening. Okay, so... I've been listening to their dis choreography. I don't know how to pronounce. Dis discography or whatever it's called. I don't know yes. how to. I don't know how to pronounce it either. Don't even worry about it. So, <laughs> my whole recently played in my like Spotify history is just all Greta Van Fleet. They're in awesome. The past forty eight hours. Heck yeah, that's the way to do it. That's like, that's like my music listening schedule. You know, they're awesome. So to start us off, um, we're going to talk about the great hair debate that this fandom has created. Yes. So you recently hair. posted on your story a picture of your hair on the floor. Fandom began to really quickly start debating if it was your hair or Charlie's hair. They gave it the name The Great Debate 2022. Great Debate 2022. <laughs> I they love it. started researching and noticed that you and Charlie had the same shoes in that picture. And then Oh, you guys are good. I didn't even think about that. And then they went onto your or onto Charlie's TikTok. Noticed that you were wearing shoes in one of the TikToks that he had posted with you. Ooh. And you so guys did some gnarly research on that. That's like <laughs> in depth. <laughs> and so, like, what you cut your hair, obviously. Yeah. It wasn't Charlie. It was not Charlie. It was me. Yeah. It. I. I cut it. It's a little. It's a little wonky because I don't. I've been. I've been wearing a hat, but. Uh, yeah, I had to cut it off. It was. Uh, it was good. It was, it's just time for change, you know, and, and, and sometimes it's good to like, 
um, it was so annoying in the shower. I was like, it'd like get stuck in my armpit. I'd be like, why? Like get out, you know? Uh, so it was good. You know, I, I, I cut it off and um, I feel lighter, lighter for sure. Yeah. Like I can, I was like skipping out of the, the salon when I, after I got a cut. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's good. It's just good to change it up and switch it up a little bit. Um, yeah. I told so many people I got a buzz cut. They were like, what? send a picture and i was like no i'm not gonna send you a picture it's gonna be a secret but this is the first this is like this is the reveal right here so it's good it's the great great hair debate reveal great hair debate <laughs> okay so your journey to music uh forever young fever was released august 10th 2019 dangerous woman is your most streamed song with 4496 streams it keeps going up every time i check um what was your inspiration for that album that was th those were some of the first songs i ever wrote actually and uh that was my first time recording any uh music of mine and it was it was kind of an experiment i was 15 at the time and uh 15 and 14 when i when i wrote those songs uh and um uh, just a goal of mine was to be able to get something recorded and and uh just kind of get that experience and i'm so thankful like my parents they uh um they helped make that happen for me and uh and yeah i got, I got to record with some really uh, professional people and uh, who are a lot older than me as for like uh, you know the drums and the bass and uh and so that was really special and, and I'm, I'm really grateful that uh i have really good friends like that who are willing to help out a 15 year old make kind of a, a dream happen you know and, and get yeah. an idea of you know what the process was like it was just a huge learning experience and uh super positive as well i uh it's really cool seeing that people are have checked it out since it came out and uh and yeah as far as like dangerous woman that song came straight from the the mind of a of a 15 year old in uh searching for love no i don't know <laughs> nothing that dramatic but uh yeah that that song is like I don't, I don't know if it was about somebody in, spe in, in specific, or I, I, I don't remember if it was something um, specifically in my life. But a lot of times with when I write songs, and one thing that I love about writing songs is it's not only about uh, personal experiences, but it's also telling stories of other people. And so that song for me, since it's kind of about this, like, this dangerous woman, I mean, I haven't really encountered any dangerous women, uh, <laughs> so to speak. Maybe, maybe one or two, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's that. That was kind of me piecing together a story of uh, based on my imagination, and and uh, and I think it. I think love is always something that you know everyone can relate to. That's why there's so many songs I think about that are written about love. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of just like a uh, yeah, love song coming from the mind of a 15 year old, you know, <laughs> and whatever else I was dreaming about, or you know, whatever. So. Is there, do you have a favorite song from that album? You know, I, I think home, home, home means a lot to me and Lady Liberty too. Um, I actually want to, a goal of mine is to maybe rework Lady Liberty um, now that I'm older a little bit and, uh, and kind of give it like an older spin on it. Cause I feel like since then, um, what's cool about that project in particular is I feel like since then, since I did it three years ago, I mean, like time's flying. Uh, 
that I feel like I've grown as a musician, as, as a songwriter a lot. So I think that at some point it'd be fun for me to go back and revisit some of those songs. But I think home means a lot to me. And the same with Lady Liberty. I think that it, it, it is very um, relevant to today's uh, world and environment that, you know, we're living yeah. in. So, yeah. That whole album is just chef's kiss. <laughs> Thanks. It's amazing. Um, you had just mentioned that you want to revisit some of the songs. So if you were to rewrite that or like revisit that album now, what would you do differently, like creating it? I just think, I think now that I'm, now that I've been playing guitar longer, I, I think I have, I have, I have different ideas for what I would do for some of the layering and, and also singing too. I would maybe make some adjustments. Uh, definitely. I, I think since then I've, uh, my voice has matured a little bit too. Um, yeah. That I was still going through the, Ah, like voice crack thing at that time. So there, you know, there was a lot, there was a couple uh, little squeaks and cracks. So I think that now that I'm older too, it, it's fun because my voice is, you know, matured just a little bit. Uh, and then, yeah, just uh, fiddling with instrumentation and getting, uh, exploring sonically, you know, uh, now that my obsession has grown and grown and grown with music and, and instruments and all that, I, I think it'd be really fun for me to, play around with it now that I, yeah. I um, am getting older and have kind of more ideas, so. Do you plan on releasing any of your other originals that you have stowed away? Definitely. Oh yeah, at some point for sure. I, I, need, a, I need to make a plan though. I, I've just been, you know, recently it's been really nice. I've been, I've been writing a lot and just, just even since uh, the new year, you know, I, I've written a couple of songs so far and, and um, I'm just really inspired at the moment and I want to keep that inspiration going and, and, you know, see where it takes me. And, and, you know, in, in three weeks or maybe four months or maybe a year, uh, it feels like the time's right to, you know, put some music out and, and, and share it. Then I definitely will. But, um, at some point, definitely. Yeah. I want to continue to put out music and all that. Yeah. Um, out of your, like, Forever Young Fever, like songs that you have stood away, were there any of those songs that like didn't make the cut that you have unreleased? No, everything, because those are almost all the songs that I had at that time. I, oh. yeah, so those were some of like, cause you know, again, those are some of the first songs I ever wrote. I, I only had like, I don't know. There's like, I think there's like eight songs on that or maybe, I don't even know, or seven or eight. I, I'm not sure. Uh, oh wait, I have, I have a CD right here. Yeah, there's seven songs on it. So I I didn't have a whole lot of material at that point. And so I kind of put out everything that I, most everything that I had. Um, I mean, of course, there was a lot of songs that I had written while I was recording that. But uh, but yeah, those were like kind of what I stuck to um, as like my first kind of batch. How old were you when you wrote those songs? Uh, 14 and 15. So it was yeah. all within the same like time span. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you and from I can kind of I can tell um, my my writing's a little different now as far as like phrasing and 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 the length of certain things. It's it's, it's kind of funny. It's like looking back on uh, on like an old picture or something where you yeah. you you, uh, you notice little things that you know you were doing and all that. So yeah, it's like when you go through like a yearbook from like totally. the school year. And like, you're like, why am I like this now? Like, things like right. you just notice the smallest thing. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's all like, it's it's like, 
it's all, I mean, it's all positive stuff too. I mean, there's certain things where I, I look back, I'm like, oh, I think I could have done that better, but that's the great, or I could have like tweaked that or, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe, maybe I could in the future fiddle with that. But that's, that's the cool thing about music though. It's just ever like, or at least to me, it, like, what it means is it's like, it's this ever evolving thing. And you know, when you create something, it's, it's kind of this ebbing and flowing beast. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's the cool thing with like music because you can go back to it and like you can like realize oh like I need to do this I can tweak this on like a newer song that I'm working on yeah totally totally yeah if you had the opportunity to play at any venue where would you want to play and who would you want to open up for you oh oh my god I anywhere yes, I mean anywhere one place I would really love like Red Rocks in, in Colorado. That's a goal for sure. I mean, of course, like Madison Square Garden, of course, like places like that, you know, but I think Red Rocks is so unique in the sense where, it's, you know, it's outdoors. And uh, I think that would be a very, being under the stars would just be like a very amazing experience. But, it, you know, and opening up, oh man, I want to open for Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet or I'll, anyone. I mean, like, you know, but Greta, Greta Van Fleet would be really special. Yeah. Um, diving into inspirations for music, you listen to a lot of rock music. Greta mm -hmm. Van Fleet, Led Zeppelin, Nirvana, Pink Floyd. Um, who are some people that inspire your like sound when you're writing music? You know, it it, it kind of depends. Like I I have a my music taste is all over the place, and uh, it really depends on who I'm listening to at the at the, at the time. Uh, like if I'm going it through a full like Zeppelin phase, which, which happens, you know, I'll, I'll like, I still go through phases of these things where I'm like only listening to, or listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin or a lot of like Motley Crue or whatever, but it just, it just kind of depends. Like um, a lot of Stevie Wonder, uh, whatever I'm listening to, it's kind of a reflection. I have so many heroes and inspirations that it's hard for me to pinpoint one. And a lot of my songs, uh, yeah. I take inspiration from, from everything. So it just kind of depends on uh, what I'm listening to at the time. I'd say two decades, though, that mean the most to me uh, in music. Probably be like late 60s through 70s and um, in the 90s. So, and you can kind of hear those in my sound uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but those are kind of my two eras that I, I, I really love the most. And I, I think that translates a little bit into um, my songs. Yeah. For when you released for the Young Fever, what artists were you listening to, if you can remember, like, at that time? So much grunge. Grunge. Like, so much grunge. I, I was listening to Nirvana and Pearl Jam, like, and, and uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, yeah, that, I was, I, Oasis, too. I was, I was just kind of getting into Oasis at that time, but I was, you know, I'm a huge Nirvana fan, and at the time, I was really into, um, I was really into that realm. Yeah. Um... And what advice would you give to someone who wants to start releasing their own music? Well, I don't even have a whole lot of experience at releasing music, to be honest with you. I'm like, I'm like just getting going too. That's all I would true. say, I would say just do it, you know, just, just go for it. Don't overthink it. Don't uh, over, um, it's really easy to become a perfectionist and, and over, you know, uh, perfect things and spend too much time on them. And sometimes it's easy. Uh, sometimes you even mess up like, at least for myself, I've, I've ran into times where I've, I've really fixated on certain things that I think are wrong with it. And it, and when I take that out of, 
of the song, it, it, it kind of ruins the song because a lot of times the imperfections are what make these things have character. And so I think that, you know, if, if don't overthink it and just, yeah, just go for it and share it and send it to me. Cause I want to listen to it. So, you know, um, I just noticed that someone had just asked about the fan segment. So to those who are watching, if you have questions, you can fill out like the question box and we'll go through that when we get to that point. Um, speaking of fan questions, I tossed one of these in here. Um, Tamina asked, do you plan to dedicate 100% into music or will you continue acting? Oh, both for sure. I think acting, acting, um, acting is definitely my focus. Um, but music is too. I, I, I really think both. It was funny. I was like, two days ago, someone asked us, they're like, if you had to choose which one, I think in the last year, I think the last like two years, I've really, um, just because of COVID too, you know, the acting industry really slowed down and, and it was really, it, yeah, it was just really slow. So I, I spent a lot of time playing music and, you know, that's when a lot of, um, you know, that's when the show came out and that's when, you know, Julie and the Phantoms uh, came out in 2020. So I think a lot of people that, that follow me really, uh, and I definitely am, I definitely am, am a musician and I love music and I want to pursue that. I think people uh, look at me more of a musician as an actor, but I, I, I really love acting and I, and I, I want to do both, you know, I, I um, and I'm going to do both, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah both have my heart. So I, I'm going to keep doing both at the same time and pursuing that so let's say that you had to pick one to stick with no i can't i can't i literally can't it's like it's one of those things it's like it's like if a parent had to choose between like their kids or like you have to choose between your, like i i seriously love both so much and um and no one's telling me i can't do both yeah. so you know i and all you know as long as I can handle it with my schedule, which I can, I'll make time for something like music or something, you know, yeah. or acting, whatever, whatever it is, you know, so. If you're passionate about it, you're going to find time to do it. Totally. Totally. Um, dance. You are talented, like literally everything you do. And dance <laughs> is where that started. Um, yeah, but I need to go. a bit about your dance journey. Yeah. <laughs> You, yeah, I need to go and take class right now. That's what I really need to do. Cause I, I, um, yeah, I, you know, I grew up dancing, dancing is how I got my start and, and how I found, you know, the stage. And, um, I really fell in love with, you know, the idea of like entertainment and performing through dance. And, uh, I love dancing so much. And to this day, I don't, I don't, uh, train as much as I used to. I'm always dancing in my kitchen, you know? Uh, so that's like, the stage in my mind every single freaking time I walk in there. But, um, but yeah, I grew up doing ballet and jazz and tap and, um, and a little bit of hip hop too, when I could. And, um, I love it. And I'm so happy I had my start in that. I think it's really, um, having a dance background really helped me a lot when I, when I got into theater and I started acting in, in theater. Um, the live aspect of it is so key, you know, and, and it's still something like uh, growing up in rehearsal, growing up, yeah. uh, learning routines for the big show and making sure when you're on stage, you don't mess up. It's, it's very, it's very interesting because now that I'm in, you know, I've had some experiences um, on TV shows and movies. It's, it's so strange for me because uh, being able to redo something is is something that's very it's quite foreign to me and, and 
uh, you know, with music as well, it translates into that, which it's the live aspect. But yeah, dancing, I, I love dancing. and uh, It's a great thing, you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. What introduced you to dance? My sister. My sister did. Because my sister danced. And I, I look up to my sister a lot. And, uh, and you know, I saw my sister doing it. And I was never really interested in sports. Like, I, I've never played a team sport to this day. Um, you know, and, and yeah, my, I saw my sister doing it. And I also, I loved music, too. And, you know, music makes you feel a certain way. And in order to express that, you have to move. You have to do something yeah. about it, you know. And so for me, is like, I started dancing because I loved music. And it made me feel a certain way. And moving felt good. Um, but also because my sister did it and my sister has a huge part in inspiring me and, and uh, you know, being there for me as a dancer growing up and, and all that. Yeah. But I really need to go take class. Oh my gosh. It's been, it's been a while since I've uh, trained and, and been in class. And yeah. so I'm, I'm really excited. That's, that was, that was a new year's resolution for me just to go back and take classes and um, try to, you know, shake the rust off a little bit. So. I feel like since like COVID happened, like everyone's like, been like pulled back just a little bit things that they're like passionate about for sure yeah yeah COVID COVID was a curveball I think like for everyone and everything so um hopefully you know this year we can um this year will be better you know and yeah. uh, I have faith in that for sure when like COVID first started I was a freshman in high school and mm -hmm. we were supposed to go to New York I was in choir and we were supposed to go to New York to perform at Carnegie Hall and then a uh, month before the trip COVID like it just took us out. I was like, great. No, I was supposed, well, this isn't, this isn't as, you know, big as your experience with that. I was supposed to get my license on the day, on the day the DMV closed. And I was like, no, and then I had to wait like four months. And then I finally, I finally got it. So. Hey, at least you have your license. But no, that's, that is true. I got it like nine months late though. So bad. Um, but yeah, that's not as that's not as as uh, significant as the Carnegie Hall. <laughs> that that's that's crazy. Um, musical theater. You played young Tarzan in a musical when you were nine. How was that experience for you? And do you think having musical theater experience helps you help made your doing the Phantoms audition a lot easier? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No musical theater. If 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 you're an actor, I think I think starting in musical theater is like one of the most important uh, ways to create a foundation, you know, I, I think it's really, uh, it's really important because if you can do a three hour play with moving props, costume changes, singing, dancing, and acting, you can do a two page scene, you know what I yeah. mean? For a, a, an audition, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, of course it's, it's different tech, technically wise as an actor. Um, there's, there's some differences in, in, you know, both are different environments and experiences, but man, if you can do theater, you know, growing up, uh, when you're, or not even growing up, but when you're starting acting, it's like, it's gold. And I think that it really, I did play young Tarzan. That was my first role. I, it was great. I, I wore like a brown speedo on stage and, um, fake dreads and rolled in the dirt a little bit and went up on stage and sang a couple songs and danced and acted. And it was great. Yeah. And I was off from there, right? <laughs> Did you do any other musical theater roles like growing up besides? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was I, when I when I did Tarzan, I was nine, and then I did when I was 
nine still, I did The Sound of Music and uh, through Slow Little Theater, which is now uh, Slow Rep. Um, and is it Slow Rep? I think it's Slow Rep. I'm not sure. Can't remember. Uh, but yeah, so I, I did Sound of Music and I played Kurt, the, like the middle child. So that was super fun. Um, and then when I turned 10, I did um, Mary Poppins and I was Michael Banks and Mary Poppins at PCPA in Santa Maria. And um, that was amazing. That was my first, that was a very, um, that was a very pivotal experience for me um, because that, that it was that show for Mary Poppins that I think there was like 48 shows in total. And we did, we had to double cast it cause we were, we were super young. I mean, I was like, yeah, I was nine. And then uh, one of my best friends, Marissa Dinsmore, uh, who's an actress as well. She, she played a Jane and she was, I think like 11 or something like we were young. Yeah. And so they double cast us. And um, so there's two Michaels and two Janes. And that was my first experience being a part of, a production with um you know like a full-on crew um and extensive amount of shows and yeah it was it was great amazing experience so yeah i was really i was really lucky to do uh do those yeah i feel like double casting like when you have like a younger like younger people on the cast is like super important because if they're playing all 48 shows you're going to have some rough times with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. They had to, it, it was cause 48 shows. It's like, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot yeah. of shows. Was it know? like one it's, show like every day or was it like two shows? You know, I can't remember. I think what they had us do was, um, I can't remember. I can't remember how long we ran that for. It was, I remember we were, I remember we, we were doing shows for like, oh man, I want to say like a month and a half, two months maybe. And I can't remember the exact schedule. I'm sure I have like a, um, like a call sheet yeah. from it somewhere, somewhere in like the dark depths of like some bin that I have under my bed or something like that. But, um, yeah, double casting is important when you're, when you're young, mm -hmm. it just makes, it just makes it easier, you know? I feel like even if it's not like a theater production with like super young cast people, it's also still important to double cast mm -hmm. for literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes uh just, just more efficient in some circumstances for sure. Cause I, my freshman year I did Adam's family at my school mm -hmm. and I was in the ensemble and I had to dress up as a dead nun and they made us paint <laughs> all like, all the ensemble members had to paint, like, with body paint. We all had to paint ourselves white. And you were, a you, were a, you were a dead known? That's yeah, not that's, dead known. Not many people can say that. And it's, it's really funny. But the paint was just, like, so hard to get off. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's, so that's, a good, that's a good story. All the theater productions that you've done, do you have a favorite? Um... I'd say Mary Poppins. That one, that one was really special. It just was, uh, that one's great. I still have, I still know a lot of people from that and I, I got to do it with one of my best friends, uh, Marissa Dinsmore. So that was, that was really, that was a great show. Yeah. It was, it was really, really fun. 
do you think you'd jump back into musical theater? Yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to it for sure. I think I think at some point, as of right now, my focus is is mainly on um, uh, television and, and film. But you know, at some point, I mean, I, I I'm not opposed to that at, at all. I think it'd be really cool um, and a great learning experience to to dive back into theater for sure. Yeah. Um, do you consider yourself a musical theater nerd? You know what? I don't. But here's why. I love musical theater and I love doing it, but I don't know a whole lot about it. That's the thing because I'm a music nerd, like hundred yeah. percent guitar nerd, whatever. But, um, but musical theater, I see, that's the thing. I'm the same thing with like even TV and movies. I, I don't watch a whole lot of TV or, 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 or movies. I mean, I, I do as much as I can, but the same thing is with, with plays is like, I haven't seen, a whole lot of plays. I guess I just didn't like not growing up in uh, a kind of a big city where there's a, a huge theater um, sort of scene, I, I guess yeah. had something to do with that, but you know, it's never too late to become a theater nerd. So next time you talk to me, I might be, you know, I mean, be singing Hades town back to front. You never know. Right. Have you watched Hamilton? I have, yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it in person, but I, I saw a um, a uh, a live uh, tape of it, and it was it's amazing. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite musicals. That's amazing. Yeah. Who who can't who who can? I don't think I've heard anyone say eh, Hamilton. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think anyone can say. I think it's I think it's universally like just a favorite for everyone. I I think uh, yeah that that it's gold. It's it's pure gold for sure. After they put it on Disney Plus, I may or may not have watched it twenty five times. Twenty five, that's that is respect. See, I need to get on that level of of commitment to to these things, right? Guitar and piano. Um, what was the first chord that you learned? I have no clue. I have no clue. I think I think for piano, the thing with piano, I, my piano um endeavors were really short-lived i remember i took lessons from when i was like seven to nine i want to say but you see the thing was is my teacher wanted me to play um songs like out of the out of our book and all i wanted to play was i wanted to play my songs that like I want to play the songs that i wanted to sing and i wanted to listen to and i was listening to on the radio so i was like what am i doing i don't want to i don't want to learn these songs like you know, I don't want to learn hot cross buns more co in a more hot, hot, like complicated way. Like, dude, I want to show me how to play, you know, baby by Justin Bieber. You know, I mean, that's just an example. I, I but you know, you know what I mean? So that's actually yeah. why I, I switched over to guitar. Um, when I was, I started playing guitar when I was, uh, I think, uh, I think I picked up a guitar guitar for the first time when I was 11. And then mm -hmm. when I was 12, I really, I started like taking lessons and really getting into it. Um, but the reason why I quit piano was because I, um, I couldn't play the songs that I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't, I wasn't inspired by it, you know? Uh, so it was short lived. But. Yeah, I feel the same way. Cause like I used to play piano and take like lessons. And all we did was like, we did like learn songs from the book and then once right. you like got done through all of those like red yellow books you, you right yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were, they were like colored i was on like the first one like over like 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I was just like, this is not for me. Like all the songs I like, they're all guitar based and none of them are piano based. So I stuck with guitar. Yeah. Guitar is great. It is awesome. At what age did you decide like, hey, this is like guitar is pretty cool. Like I'm going to stick with this and like keep working at it. Um, there wasn't like a specific age. I just fell, I just fell down the rabbit hole as soon as I picked it up. I was like, there was no question of me being like, um, I might put it down or should I continue with this? It's always just been like, you know, just full on a steam, steam engine going ahead, you know? Uh, and yeah, I just, I never, I've never questioned putting it down or anything. I love it. I love it too much. It's like, um, just it's such a big part of my life now so yeah how often do you practice playing your guitar during the day just as much as I can sometimes that means like an hour or as you know but even before I, I had literally five minutes I sat down here before this call and I, I I was just noodling on my guitar so any any like billing time that I have I just pick it up and I, I play as much as I can um, but yeah some it just varies depends on how much free time I have do you have any advice for people out there who want to dive into musical instruments or are already playing? Um, hmm, that's a, yeah. If you're starting out on an instrument, just um, give it time. You know, don't, it, I, of course it's like, it takes time to, uh, you know, like with guitar, your fingers hurt at first. You're, you're, you're like trying to stretch all these chords. You're like, why can't I do this? It's like, ah, oh, you know, and it feels like you're, fingers are in the weirdest positions ever. It's like so uncomfortable, but it gets better, you know, and it gets easier. And then when it, things become easier and your discoveries happen, it becomes even more fun. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, now I can do three, these three chords in a row easily. Well, let's add another chord. And then, and then that's where the inspiration comes in, you know, cause you find something that you didn't know. And, and, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, a spark's been lit that, uh, that you found and then you create something. It's just like a, um, yeah, just stick with it, you know, and, but, but make sure you, you want to play guitar. Um, make sure you're like, your heart's into it. Don't, you know, don't try to do something just to, just to, you know, do it, you know, make sure you believe in what you're doing and, uh, make sure you play the things you want to play. Um, yeah. Um, so, you're an actor and you're still in high school. Mm -hmm. How do you manage school with acting? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I went to public school up until Julian the Phantoms and I skipped a lot of school to go to LA and, and go to auditions. Um, I live like four hours North of LA. So my dad and I, whenever I'd get an audition, we'd do a day trip, drive down in the morning and then drive back. So it'd be like eight hours in the car go there and back. And, uh, and yeah, you know, I, for the, up until Julian the Phantoms, I was just going back and forth and, and I had booked a job. Like I remember in eighth grade, I did a Christmas story live and that was an extended job. So that was our ex extended period of time. So I remember I, I went to um, independent study for about, a, about um, like, th like three months, I think it was. And then I went back to public school, went to high school. And then when I booked Julian the Phantoms, um, I was like, okay, you know, I'm at the age where I've, you know, I, I got on a show and, and I'm going to go work and um, I'm going to ditch public school and I'm just going to go do an independent study. Um, it just makes it easier. Like at some point, and it, it was hard for me leaving public school because 
I mean, I'm a very social person. I, I love, I'm very competitive. I, I really thrive around other people. Um, but it got to a point where I couldn't handle both of them. And, and I'm really happy I, I, you know, left public school when I did just because now I have so much more freedom and so much more uh, flexibility to um, pursue these things I want to pursue, like music and acting and, and, uh, and all of it. So, so yeah, it is hard to juggle though sometimes for sure. Uh, you know, I, I remember like, what, two weeks ago, I, I was reading like three scripts and then I had started school. I had just started like my, my college courses which is a lot and it takes a lot in the first week to kind of get adjusted to it. And I was late on some stuff and, you know, there's definitely a lot of factors, but you know, you yeah. make it work. So. Um, when you started doing, doing the Phantoms, like how do you manage, like you left public school. How was that like managing doing like your schoolwork and like filming? Yeah. So on set they have, when you're a minor, they have a, there it's, it's by law, you have to do a certain number of hours on set. So um, on Julian, the Phantoms, I was 16. So on set, I had a set teacher, um, the best set teachers ever, by the way, shout out to Natalie and Carol. Um, but yeah, so while you're filming, what they'll do is, is they'll be like, okay, Sasha, we don't need you right now. Go to school. And then you log, you, you do school for like, maybe an hour and a half. Right. And then they're like, Hey, Sasha, we need you for the scene. And they pull me from school. I go do the scene, you know, do that, whatever. I go back to school. Um, and then I do that for maybe another, however much time I can get. And they're like, okay, it's lunchtime, go to lunch. And then after lunch, it's like, whether I'm doing a scene or filming, it's just based around you filming, but you, you have to get a certain number of hours and there's set teachers that help you out. And, um, yeah, it's a great, it's a, it's a, it's a great system for sure. So it's not like super like unorganized to the point where like, you're like struggling to juggle the two. No, yeah, no, you have to get certain, um, you have to get a certain number of hours and your teachers, what's great about it is, you know, you have basically your private teacher who can help you out with everything that you need. Um, which is great. I, one of my best teachers I ever had was actually on the set of Julian, the Phantoms. Um, her name was Natalie. She was awesome. Like I learned so much from her um way more than my teachers here like like way more but it was great you know it, it worked out for sure um what do you plan to do once you're done with high school uh i'm, I'm probably just gonna i'll continue my education I'll just doing online classes and and uh you know do what i can i, I really value education my education and um, i love school too uh, learning 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 is awesome you know and and yeah, so I want I want to keep juggling the two, but you know my priority, of course, is is to try to go to work and try to, try to act and you know do all that. And um, so if I you know were to get a job, then you know school will take a break and I'll go do the job and then I'll come home and pick up where I left off. And um, yeah, since you value education so much, what's your favorite subject? Um, English. I like writing. I I. But the thing is, is um. I'm I'm in, in an econ class right now too, and it's really interesting. I I, I really uh, it's nice. Finance is finance is fun too. Uh, it's just I'm very much interested in the things that I can apply to my world. Like geometry, I was like, I'm probably not going to use this. You know what I mean? Like, let's be honest here. Uh, so, yeah. but but something like financial literacy, it's like okay, well, I'm learning something that I'm going to apply and use in in life. So. Um, uh, so that, you know, that's really cool. So, 
yeah, just classes that are applicable and I, I tend to have more um, enjoyment in them. And uh, yeah, I take away a lot more too. Um, audition process. What is the audition process like? And as you are a new actor, what advice would you give to someone who wants to start acting? Yeah, so the audition process is, um, you know, you'll get through your agent, you'll get sent a script um, or your manager, you'll get sent a, an audition. Um, they'll send you the script, you learn the lines for this part, whatever it is, whether it's a movie or a, or a TV show, whatever, or a commercial, you learn the, you get the character, you learn the lines, and then you go into an audition. And uh, usually you'll read for the casting director and uh, they will... Yeah, you'll, you'll do the scene for them. You memorize it and all that. And uh, and then you go home after you do the scene and then you wait and hear if you get a call back. And most of the time, you don't get a call back. So that's just how it goes, you know? But uh, but that's that's also a part of it, you know? There's a... Uh, that's the thing about auditioning. And if you're, if you're getting into acting, be prepared for, you know, a lot of rejection. You know, that's just something that comes with the business and, and some people they can manage it and other people's it's just not for them. So um, one thing's for sure is you'll get rejected a lot more than you get told yes. Um, but yeah, it's also, I kind of love, I, I love auditioning though. Auditioning is really fun. It's like you meet a lot of different people and you get in front of a lot of different people as well. And playing different characters is really fun. So even if you don't get the audition, it's still an experience and, you take away every, every audition is, is a valuable experience, you know, whether, cause you meet somebody new, you get in front of somebody. Um, that's one step farther ahead than you were before. So. When you get like sent the script, do, do they tell you if it's for a movie or a TV show or do you like, just... they will. Yeah. So like, yeah, they'll, they'll send my agent, like the description about the project. Some, some's really vague. Like some are, some will be very, um, very vague about what the storyline is and, and, and whatnot, but others um, go really in depth and make sure that uh, they give you as much information as possible. Um, just depends on the network and who you're working with. So how do you decide when you like, what, what English, I can't even touch today. Um, how do you decide which shows or movies to pick a role in when you are double booked? Oh, that actually happened to me with um, Julian, the Phantoms. I booked, this other job that day it was both they were both tv shows but i was like dude kenny ortega you kidding me no way would i ever pass that opportunity up so um and i, I was so invested at that point when i had i got i booked julian phantoms that um you just choose which one that you love more you know and, and the one that you feel uh, your heart is in more so yeah um when you went in for the role of nick or you went into the role of Luke, and yeah. then you, event I think you, and then you went back again for the role of Nick. What yeah. was that like for you? It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. So what, what was awesome about that was when I, by the time I went back in for the role of Nick, I had already met Kenny multiple times, spent a lot of time with you know the the and been in front of Dan, Dave, Kenny, and and kind of the whole. Uh, Paul, like all these guys were, were the production side of it and, and uh, you know, the producers, writers, whatnot. And uh, it was great because when, I, when by the time they called me back for, um, for Nick, it's like they already knew me. So I was walking into the room and, you know, I, uh, 
Kenny's environment, he makes us super just friendly and super chill. And, and everyone in the room, I just kind of, I was just really relaxed. And uh, it was a fun audition. Like I had met Maddie, which made, you know, the chemistry between the two of us, like it, we had already done that with Luke and Julie. So it was like, okay, we've done scenes like this before. So when I went back in for Nick, it was like, you know, I've, I've already almost kind of been in this position before I know what to expect. And it, it just, it just made it fun. Like I was very relaxed and, 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 uh, and loose for it. So it was great. Yeah. Listening to some of your previous interviews, you said that when you had went in for your callback for Nick, some, the song you had arranged, the person right before you went in and had the same song. So that actually happened for Luke. So what happened was, so that was when I went out for Luke. So what happened was, yeah, that's crazy. So I was, I got a callback for the role of Luke, right? Um, they were like, bring your guitar. You're going to play some songs. We want to hear you sing and, 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 you know, whatever. So I had, at the time, a lot of originals I'd been working on. And then I had this, like, one cover song. It was kind of my go-to for, um, as, uh, kind of like my, yeah, it was just like my go-to audition song. Yeah. And so I'm sitting in the waiting room, and Kenny's in there, right? So it's Kenny, it's Dan and Dave. I'm in front of everybody. All the producers, all the writers, casting, director, all of it. So obviously there's like, you know, the, in your head, you're like, okay, I'm going to go in and I'm just going to do my thing and I'm going to make sure I do it to the best of the ability I can. And I'm going to make sure that um, I'm just going to do my job and, and do it the best that I can. And I yeah. hope that they like me, you know? And, uh, and so I'm sitting in the waiting room and I, I, I prepared Ain't No Rest for the Wicked by Cage the Elephant. That was like a, a go-to audition song of mine. And then I'm sitting in the waiting room next to my dad and I'm hearing, now I was walking down the street and on the corner of my eye. And I was like, I looked at my dad and I was like, are you kidding me? And he was like, no way. And so like, of course the guy before me, but um, so then I was like, I didn't, I, I had other originals I had played at the time. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go play an original. I don't know. I'm just going to go on and see what happens. And so I ended up actually playing in arrest for the wicked for them again. But, I, and I made a joke out of it. I was like, yeah. So I was, I was the guy before me is saying the exact same song I prepared. So, uh, you know, and I, 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 Cracked, made a little joke out of it and um we all laughed and about it. it it was pretty funny and then i i sang that song and with my own flair on it and then i sang some originals so and that was that do you think if you had gotten the luke um role versus the nick role would you rather have taken the luke role or would you have stuck with nick nick nick's nick nick is very no see because that that's I, I've, I've i've been asked that question like do you like, do you regret like not being able to um, uh, like be Luke or anything? But no, it's like these things are meant to be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there's no other person in the world that could play Luke other than Charlie. There really isn't. Charlie is Luke, you know? And for me, it's like when I didn't, when I picked up the script for Nick, I was like, this feels, this feels better. Like this feels, yeah. this feels a lot. This just feels kind of right, you know? And the chemistry between, uh, all of us actors it was like the the dynamics had had settled into place in the right way you know what i mean so i would never like uh i i don't regret anything i'm so happy i was able to play nick and, and he was able to go off and do a lot of different things that um that you know originally you know nick nick wasn't really um at the very beginning nick wasn't a very uh prominent character in 
the script. I, I don't think at least I remember reading when I was went out for Luke, I remember it was like Nick and it, I think it was supposed to be like a, a, a really kind of like a passing role that was kind of in and out. But um, Kenny and Dan and Dave, you know, when we hit it off at the, the audition for Luke, they, they really added a lot of stuff in for my character of Nick and um, made it more me, you know, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you did Christmas Story Live. How old were you when you did that? And like, what was that like? Yeah, I was 14. Oh my gosh. One of the best experiences um, of my life, along with Julian the Phantoms. I mean, a huge learning experience. Uh, met so many amazing people. I'm really tight with all those, uh, with all the, all the, all my, all my castmates from that. But also too, it was, uh, it was wild being on set with like my heroes, you know, like Matthew Broderick, Ken Jeong, Fred Armisen, David Allen Greer, all these like Jane Krakowski, um, you know, the guys from pretty much came out like all of these amazing, amazing actors. And then I'm just like this kid, this little 14 year old kid. And we're all like, I just knocked over a fan. Uh, we're all like, I was the old, I was one of the second oldest, you know, everyone was younger than us. Like, I think the youngest was nine or no, no, seven. It was seven. So we're just a bunch of kids having fun on a set with like our idols. And so yeah. that was amazing. Maya Rudolph. I mean, oh my goodness amazing act actors and actresses so that was that was just so such a special time and being able to film that on the warner brothers lot was was something uh was something sweet and i don't really know how we pulled it off to be honest with you it's crazy those live like fox does an absolutely incredible job with their live shows um there's so much going on it's crazy like i wish i wish i wish everyone watching could see what's happening behind the camera because it's like Oh, like it is, it is crazy. Um, yeah, as well. Su such an amazing, such an amazing time. Yeah. The Warner Brothers lot is like really cool. It's like probably one of my favorite places. The coolest, the freaking coolest. I mean, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, there's so much history there too. It's like, you know, we would walk down a, um, we'd be walking down like one of the sets, like, or one of the streets there. Right. Yeah. And, and someone would be like, oh yeah, you know, a part of uh, Casablanca was filmed in 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 that set right there, like it's nothing. And I'm like, or yeah. yeah, the Dark Knight was filmed like right there. I'm like, the Dark Knight? Like, are you kidding me? You know, so it th that place is it, it's it's really uh, it's quite magical. Yeah. When we went when I went with my school, we went to the set of Big Bang Theory, and they were like talking yeah. about like all this stuff. Like, it's like not a big deal, but like all these like actors like were walking around kind of, and it was like. It was just weird. Yeah. No, it's crazy. You run into people there. Like I saw one of the guys from the big bang theory. Um, uh, well, I was just like, I, I think I went to the bathroom and I was like, I saw him across like a street and I was like, Oh, you know, he's real. Like yeah. he's just a normal dude. What? You know what I mean? Uh, it's crazy. Th those, those experiences really put things into a, a crazy perspective for sure. Um, Jumping into the Julie and the Phantoms part of our conversation. Um, what was your favorite memory from set? The whole thing. Can't choose one. It's impossible. Every day on that day. I was sad when I had to go home. I mean, oh my gosh, like, you know, when you get to work with people like that and you get to tell a story like that, every day is, is a absolute fantasy. And like the cast, like from like what I've noticed, you guys have a lot of like really good, like close relationships. So I'm pretty sure that was like yeah. really hard to like leave set. 
so hard, really hard to leave set, especially after like, you know, we had been there for, it always is, you know, it always is. That's the beautiful thing about uh, theater. The beautiful thing about, um, you know, having a production. It's like, you, you, you have your crew, your cast, you know, and, and man, we, we, we were such a tight cast. I mean, all the actors, like, we're, you know, we're so, we're all so close. I mean, I saw, I saw Charlie on Wednesday, you know, um, it's, it, yeah, we're all, we're all best friends and, and, uh, yeah, such a, su it was just such a gift. So hard, so hard to go after that too, but, yeah. um, it's cool. I feel like, I feel like we've all gotten even closer after the show too, so. Um, I feel like when you're like on a show and you're part of a cast like you grow closer like as like a whole and then like once it's like done like you stay still connected but like it's I don't know like the wor right word to use but like you're still like a family like how you were like on set and totally. it just transfers over you played Nick mm -hmm. how do you think you are similar to him as a character and a person I think it, I think at the time we, we have similar style, especially at the time, like when in 2019, I, I mean, I remember like, Kenny really put in a lot of my clothes. I remember I went out for, so our style's very similar. Um, also too, I, I mean, I, I, I try to be nice as much as I can. Nick's pretty nice. So I, I try to, I try to keep that one. I try, I try, I do my best, but um, I'm not athletic. I mean, I don't know how to play lacrosse. I remember I showed up and I was like, Kenny, am I, don't tell me I have to actually play lacrosse. Cause I mean, I'll do my best, but oh boy, you know? And uh, he was like, you know, you're not playing lacrosse. I was like, okay, thank God. Um, but yeah, I think I think we have a lot of similar sim similarities as far as you know. He, he loves guitar and and he uh, he you know I I think he's I think he's really attracted to uh, Nick Nick's really attracted to people who are excited and passionate about what they do and and I think that I'm the same way as well. You know, it's like the reason why he leaves Carrie because she's you know negative and she's you know kind of in her world and 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 kind of about the things that she does and and uh and i'm not attracted to those things in life i'm really i try to be as focused on as i can is on uh and i get i get so excited talking to people who are passionate about what they what they do and, and julie yeah. i can so passionate and flynn's passionate and of course all the ghosts even though nick didn't get to talk to them um those are the people that he wants to be around you know he's a music lover mm -hmm. and, and just like those the the phantoms and julie so if you could change one thing about your character, what would that be? Uh, nothing. I wish I stole the suit, though. <laughs> the white suit? <sighs> should have shoved into my backpack and just ran. I so should have. I didn't do that. Co cost for it. Wardrobe would have gotten bummed at me for that, but it would have been worth it. So. <sighs> you could probably find like a, a duplicate of it somewhere. I can find a knockoff. It's not the real thing, though. I don't know. Man We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll do some digging. Um, when you film the scene when you're talking to Maddie and Charlie comes up behind you, how was that like pretending that like you couldn't so like, hard. feel him? So hard. Because Charlie, this is the thing about Charlie. Charlie is so, um, 
he's so spontaneous and so in the moment and, and he brings so many ideas to, to set. And I didn't get to do a whole lot of scenes with him, but that was, that was one of them. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was so messing with me. Like he, he would like, he would like, I, 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 he was blowing on me and like poking me like all these things. And I was like, Charlie, you stop. You know, I was trying to keep it composed. I broke so many times during that, but that scene was so fun to film. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it, that that was a special one for sure. I was happy that I was able to share that with Charlie and Maddie. Do you think if you could alter um, Nick, do you think you would have rather had it as he can see the ghost or he can't see the ghost? I uh, no, I think I think he ha having it the way that it was, where he can't see the ghosts. I th oh oh, and see, wait, did you say season season one or like if we if we had done a season two? Like, just, like, in general, like, if this, as if, like, the script wasn't, like, Nick can't see the ghost, or, like, Nick can see the ghost, like, what would you rather have? I mean, it would have been fun to be able to see, have, have Nick see the ghost, but I think that takes away from the, the irony of, of Julie's situation, you yeah. know what I mean? I think, I think it takes away from Nick's relationship with Julie, and, and, and that whole love triangle, you know, I think it, him not, he, him being completely oblivious is, Yes. is perfect if you could narrate julia's love life which direction would you want it to go luke and julie or nick and julie um let's give the fans what they want <laughs> juke come on you know what i mean no that's that is like that even for nick he feels that that some it's unresolved and it's also just perfect because uh I just said something. neither Julie's her own independent woman. She a, you know, maybe it should have been, it should have been Nuke, Nick and Nick and Luke, you know, and Julie would have just that was actually that was a running joke on set. I, I was telling I was telling Kenny about that. I was like, what if just like Nick and Nick and Luke just they ended up together and and Julie was like, what about me? You know what I mean, or something like that. It, we would always laugh about it, but no, Juke for sure um uh yeah yeah they they deserve that they've gone through a lot together <laughs> um how do you feel knowing that you probably won't know what happens after the clip cliffhanger you know what i'm gonna i'm i'm, I'm gonna get in touch with uh i want to see I, I don't know i'm gonna ask kenny i i've asked him a couple times there's a lot of ideas that were thrown around um that i, I heard uh here and there that were really cool. But I, but I was thinking too, I want to, I want to talk to Dan and Dave about it because I'm, they'll tell me, I mean, it's like, I don't know if I could say it out yeah. to the world, but, but it would be really fun to uh, hear what they had planned, even though, you know, we didn't get to go back and, and do it or at least that we, you know. Well, what would you like to um, have happened after the cliffhanger if you could write what happens next I just think I was really excited to be able to cause some problems for the band I think that was gonna be really fun and I think I was like him being him being Cheyenne or him or him being Caleb uh, yeah. would have just been so much fun and I, I was I was like in my head I was like oh been, it would have been so cool being at like the Hollywood Ghost Club you know and, and Nick being there and and you know 
it, I, I think there's there's unlimited amount of uh, ideas and, and crazy yeah. possibilities and outcomes that have, have could have kind of came out of that. But um, being able to like be in Cheyenne's sort of uh, shoes and realm would have just been the coolest, you know. I feel like that also like puts like a really like big twist on like the entire like story mm -hmm. because it's like going from like haunting these ghosts, like trying to get them to like join this club to this teenage boy taken over by this ghost man who's totally. like i want to like ruin this like band like they yeah. deserve this yeah um marina asks how do you feel when you heard that julian the phantoms was not getting renewed uh you know we were in uh we were in paris together when that happened when we were it was it was the Friday before the convention, like we, we found out right um, as the fans did, you know, literally right as the, like the day before, the night before. Um, and, I, you know, I was really, of course, you know, heartbroken and really sad. And, you know, we all were, we want, we were really excited to be able to tell the story and to continue it. But, you know, it will live on in so many different ways, you know, like it will, it will live past what we have created what we have made yeah. and, and and i know that and, and and the whole cast we we truly believe in that and whether it's the music whether it's what we created thus far um and you know it what was what was awesome is you know a couple of us were to, we were together i know it was like charlie madison um jada and kenny and i we were in uh madison's dad ricardo we were all um uh we were all together and that and that made it um that made it really special and what a perfect way to um, celebrate too by doing that um, meet and greet, you know, like that was the perfect way to celebrate what we had created. So, you know, even though it is the end of this chapter, I, I, I do believe the show will um, live on and, and hopefully down the road, it can spawn in a, a new life of its own, you know, and, and we'll see what happens, you know, nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. Yeah. Um, there's a petition going around. Um, yeah. This is in two. How do you feel about that? That's amazing. Oh my goodness. I was talking about this with Charlie and Kenny on Wednesday. We were like, the petition, that petition has like almost like, what's in like 150,000? Something like that. It's something huge. Like, yeah. And uh, we were talking about it and that's amazing. You know, that, that is like, that is a whole community coming together to support to that's support you know what we what we created and and for us that means that means the world to us someone said it's almost at 165k whoa that's so many that's, that's so many signatures that's amazing wow i saw this thing on my explore page that was like if netflix cancels a show by law they should like have to release what happens next yeah <laughs> That would be, oh my gosh, that'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. You went to Paris for DreamCon. Um, <laughs> being there in Paris, celebrating the show, meeting all these fans, like, was that like a really cool experience for you? And have you, was that your first time in Paris? Second time in Paris. I have four. That second time in Paris. <laughs> um but this time I was a lot older. I was nine when I went the first time and it was like a family trip. So I, I guess I didn't have the same appreciation for um, the culture and the food and the uh, sort of the nightlife and the, all the things that uh, in the art, you know, all, all of these 
uh, and the clothing too, you know, I, I, I came into it with like a very, a lot more of a mature perspective now that I'm older. So that was, that was really positive and really cool. Um, but yeah, that trip was so special. One of the best trips I've ever been on. Seriously. I mean, being it, we I just it, we had the best company the whole time, which was, you know, all these cast members of Kenny's and, um, and being able to meet all these amazing people that made huge, like I'm, I'm blown away by the amount of effort, uh, people have made people made to, to make it to that. Like that was, you know, there was a girl I met from San Diego. I was like, you came from San, I'm from California, dude. You should you just like, let me know. You know what I mean? And it was, it was, it was, it was amazing. Uh, that was, that was a really special experience and one I'm going to cherish forever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite part about being like with the cast of Drew and the Phantoms and all these other oh. people from Kenny's? There, you know, it's like, uh, Kenny has, you know, when, uh, Kenny introduces you to somebody you kind you kind of know you're gonna be friends with them, just because I I think I think groups of people like that kind of attract each other from uh, yeah. just just like the overall vibe is is kind of the same and it's excited and it's and it's positive and it's um, yeah I we we all just hit it off like like Bart Bart is the best I love Bart like oh my gosh the coolest guy ever and and I had I literally met him. I spent two days with him in Paris and on, on while working with that, like working with him at the convention, like two days. And he is so cool. And, 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 uh, it's just like the family element, you know, and Mitchell too. I, I had, I hadn't really spent a whole lot of, I, I hadn't met Mitchell in person actually. Um, I had met him online at a, at another convention of like virtual convention of Kenny's, but, um, being in person with all these people is like, just the most special thing ever. And we, and we all just clicked and had just the best time, uh, the best time ever. Yeah. It's, it was amazing. It was amazing. I feel like it's like really important when like people from like different like casts, they get along really well because like, you know that you're going to have these like great friends go along with you, like through all this stuff. Totally. It's so exciting. It's, it's, it's really, um, it's exciting too, because you know, you, you, you meet all these people and you become friends with, with, all these different actors and uh, being able to, uh, it's just exciting to hear about what people have going on, you know, what people are, and you, we're all cheering each other on too, at the end of the day, like it's, uh, it's just positive and it's excited. So it's exciting. Uh, it's just exciting stuff. Yeah. So you like to bring a positive influence onto social media. Back in February of 2021, you did, Coastal Cancel Cancer Crew. Mm -hmm. And that whole team is amazing. Everyone is so great. Yeah, they're, they're, they rock. They're awesome. It was awesome. really cool to be a part of that team. Um, what was the process like to get, like, get yourself like into that? And how do you feel that you've made a positive impact on Claire's life? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. I, I mean, there's so many people um, that were involved with that. I mean, I mean that... Um, went above and beyond to make that yeah. that whole thing happen um and i was just a little part of it you know i i 
um, I tried to use as much as my platform as I could to uh, raise awareness for that. And I was more than happy to, um, you know, I, I kind of trip out about it because, you know, since the show, the show gave me a huge reach on social media. And um, that's something that I never had before Julian the Phantoms and uh, not something I was really focused on. And so instead of, you know, posting like a, a bunch of selfies, I, 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 I've been trying to, um, when I can help out as much as I can with other people too, because, um, I'm more than happy to, uh, share things that are making, uh, trying to make the world better, you know, and, and that, that whole, um, that whole organization, that whole fundraiser was so positive. And I met some of the, I met amazing people through that. And Claire's an absolute angel. She's so cool. I, I, I look up to Claire, um, so strong and so brave. And, um, and yeah, I was really happy to be able to get involved in that. Um, that was really, I can't believe it's already been like a year almost. It's wild. Yeah. Time, time is, oh, time's flying. It's crazy. Um, yeah, that was a great experience though, for sure. That, that whole like, process of not process but like the time that like was spent and devoted to bringing this awareness I think is really cool because a lot of people overlook it because there's not a cure but we're like trying to like help them help LLS find that cure of course yeah every 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 little bit of help is a step in the right direction yeah. you know um and if you know we can all come together we can help make change for a lot of people so I, I think it's really important you did IBD Strong back in October of 2021. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and what it is? Yeah, a great, another great organization and, and run, ran by, by awesome people. Um, the founder of it is uh, one of my great friends uh, who actually I did a Christmas story live with, um, Ellie Samui, awesome kid, amazing, great guitar player too, um, awesome musician. But uh, yeah, his, his, his family and um, his mom started that um foundation and it is that was so cool you know i hadn't i hadn't i i didn't have much involved with uh i as far as like creating it and stuff i i showed up to one of the events that they put on in october and it was a fundraiser it was, it was really cool um and yeah played some music at that event and it was just a really positive night and it brought a lot of different people together and uh, we raised a lot of money for um for Crohn's and colitis and in, which is an amazing, uh, um, yeah, it was just for, it was just for a, a great, a great cause. And it, it brought a lot of special people together. So, and yeah, it was based with music. You know, we had, there was bands playing and, uh, people singing and, um, and dancing and all that stuff. So, uh, it was cool being able to bring in the world of, uh, and my love for music into something that is very positive and benefits a lot of, a lot of other people. So it's yeah. really cool that you're able to use your platform to bring positive influences and be a positive role model for all these people. Thanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, as much as I can, I, I you know, there's never, um, you know, I, 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 it's another goal of, of mine this year is to, uh, continue to try to get involved as much as I can. And um, I encourage, try to encourage others too, as well. I think that there's a, um, it's, it's nice when you can try to 
help help other people out. I think I think uh, especially right now, it's like the world. I think the world needs that. So, um, yeah. Your style um, has so many people in shock, and everyone says that you were <laughs> born in the wrong decade because of your style. <laughs> and with that being said, who inspired your style? Oh man, you know my parents, my my mom, a great style. A lot of my jewelry is my mom's, you know, and, and, and some of my clothes are hers. Uh, but yeah, you know, my style really, uh, I guess, developed when I when I really started listening to rock music and, and, and I got the guitar bug. And I don't know what happened. Where did Sasha go? That was unexpected. Um, technical difficulties. I don't know what happened. I have no clue what happened. That was so weird. I was like, wait. Um, you froze anyways. and then my Wi-Fi cut out and I think it just kind of... Yeah, that, I, I have no clue what happened. Um, but yeah, no, my style inspirations lenny kravitz you know lenny kravitz is like the epitome in my mind of of cool i mean so cool same thing with hendrix you know and all those uh, the beatles as well all that late 60s early 70s uh style is is amazing you know bell bottoms and you know the flowy like the you know loose shirts and the vests and you know all that really cool stuff uh big dangly jewelry i, I think it's yeah. I, it's the coolest you know, and I, I try to implement as much as that. And, and uh, you know, it's just because I, I love it. So, yeah. Um, what age do you think, like, your style, like, started to, like, really form together as to what it is now? After Julie and the Phantoms when I was 16, yeah. And that was because I was around, you know, all these people, like, the whole cast. The reason why I love, you know, my castmates is they are – we're so much about lifting each other up. And Kenny, Kenny had a huge, you know – I would show Kenny my bell bottoms and I, it was like 15. I think I got my first pair of bell bottoms and, and I just started kind of collecting them. And, um, I didn't feel, I, I would always wear them when I'd go play like a little, like a little music gig or, you know, just by myself or, or whatever. And it felt really good and it made me feel good. Um, and it felt like me, you know, and uh, I was lucky enough during the Julie and the Phantoms period. And, and I still am uh, to be uh, encouraged by so many people. Um, like Kenny, especially Kenny. Kenny was like, keep doing your thing man it's awesome like be you own it and just and same thing you know with my parents uh so i i'm, I'm really lucky because i have people in my life like that who uh you know encourage me to be kind of take style risks and, and become comfortable with it um but but yeah it was it was around like 15 and 16 and then uh when i turned 17 it was like yeah we're 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 in it you know and we love it thanks yeah i i it's fun it's just like clothes are great and anyone should wear the clothes that they want to and, and not worry about you know anyone else and what they think and just uh yeah wear what makes you feel good online um, in middle school and like start of like high school 
the entire consistency of my closet was just band t-shirts. Yeah, it's great. That's, that's, those, like, you know. There's so many different music artists and I'm like, I need to support them. So then I buy like a, a band t-shirt for them and I'm like, this is coming to the point where the only color I wear is black. Yeah, all the that's band the thing. are always in black. They're always dark. I remember, I remember, go, I remember I went to see Greta Van Fleet for the first time and it was at Cal Jam. And I remember showing up and I wore a white t-shirt and I looked around and I was like, what happened? Like, did I miss the memo? Like, miss the memo? It, it was really funny. I was like, dad, what happened? Like, I, I, I stick out like a sore thumb. I'm like, I'm wearing colors right now. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, it's all good stuff. Um, you love to surf. Yeah. And you started surfing at the age of nine. How has that been such a big like part of your life? huge part of my life it's it's the way i uh i disconnect you know from uh from yeah everything else you know and, and uh yeah yeah growing up surfing my dad he was in the surf industry um for forever i you know he he ran a surf shop in my hometown and uh yeah it's just always been ever since i was a little kid i, I have memories from being like you know, five and sitting on the beach and my dad's going surfing. And so, you know, of course, naturally I, you know, when I was, you picked it up, I picked it up. Yeah. Cause my dad did it. And, um, I love it so much. I, I try to get out in the water as much as I can. And, um, it's just so healthy, you know, just, just the ocean in general is just such a, it's just a beautiful thing. It's such a cleanse and such a reset button. It definitely, it definitely helps like, uh, keep, <laughs> it keeps me sane, you know, and, uh, I'm really lucky lucky to say that I have that uh, in my life. Um, I recommend, you know, uh, I, I just recommend anybody going to the beach and jumping in the water and um, freezing their ass off a little bit, you know, makes you feel good after. So I did that today, you know, so it's a, it's a good thing. Someone just said that it seems like everything that you started at, it always starts at age nine. You know, you're not wrong. A lot of stuff started at age nine for me. Nine was a special year, you guys. I, I, uh, yeah, nine, I think I peaked when I was nine. I think I peaked, so. <laughs> um, what is your favorite uh, song right now that's on repeat? Song right now that's on repeat. Uh, it's called, you know what? It's actually, it's uh, Rebel, uh, oh, uh, you're my phone. I was just looking for my phone and I was like, wait, it's in front of me. Uh, it's called Re uh, Mother Rebel and it's by Joyce Wolf. And uh, those guys are awesome. If you guys um, don't know of Joyce Wolf, go to Spotify or Apple Music, whatever you have. Look up Joyce Wolf or YouTube. Um, these guys rock and they're really, I, I met them on Wednesday for the first time and awesome dudes, like the coolest and um, amazing. Like, so cool. And, uh, their music's great, but yeah, Mother Rebel, I've been I've been bumping that. So go check it out. Um, what would your dream lineup be for a concert? Oh man, uh, Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters. Um, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep it to like alive people who are alive because I, um, I mean like the Stones, Foo Fighters, Rival Sons, Greta Van Fleet, Joyous Wolf, Dirty Honey um naked gypsy queens tyler bryan in the shakedown um uh 
who else? There's so many. I can't even think of. I, I like. Oh my gosh, Foo Fighters! Though. I want to see Foo Fighters so bad. Dave Grohl's my hero. I, I love Dave Grohl. That guy. Uh, man, I, I, I really, I just, I admire that guy. He's so cool. So cool. I hope I can meet him one day. That's like a life goal. Like, hey, if I can meet Dave Grohl, I think I'm, I'm good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of the music that you've listened to, like you post about a lot of music. And I think seeing that, like, it's kind of played into like, like helped changing my music taste. Cause like, I started listening to Greta Van Fleet, like in October. Yeah. And they're now my like most listened to artists on Heck yeah. in like the past six months. And then Dirty Honey, I heard one of their songs in a playlist and then you posted about it. And I was like, I just started listening to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I try to as much as I can. And it's not that I'm like trying to, I'm not always just like trying to post stuff. It's because I, I genuinely want to. And I genuinely, yeah. I'm like very passionate about music. You know, it's like, I love rock music and if i can share that with somebody else then i think and it, that, that can make you know that could be someone's source of inspiration you never know so i uh yeah i always uh i try to post the current stuff and whatever i'm listening to and um yeah music is just a huge part of my life and it's also part of huge part of your life yeah music's great I, music heals you know and it unites and if there's anything that we need right now in the world, it's that, you know, so. Um, Professor Plum, he yes. wins the best award, or the <laughs> award for the best cat name. How did you come up with his name? You know what? I didn't actually come. He's actually not originally my cat. He's my neighbor's cat. Oh. And, and he, uh, he just like, he just started living with us. Yeah. He, I mean, not just started. He's been here for a couple years now. But yeah, I he just started hanging out at our house and uh, he like wouldn't go home, so we just started feeding him, and then he just never left, and and yeah, now he's our cat. So and the owner like of the ex owner of him, um, like gave us him officially. So uh, he's the best. I, I but Professor Plum when I when I heard that name, I was like, I love that. Like that's great. It's I think it's from Clue. Yeah, I was sitting in math class today, and a table was playing Clue, and they said Professor Plum. I was like, "You're like, wait, wait. yeah." <laughs> um, real quick, jumping back in the guitar, what is your favorite? Like, what is the your favorite sounding chord? Ooh, um, you know what? Here, I have my guitar right here. My favorite sounding. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it because it's electric, but I love chords that have open strings on them, like. Um, as that like chimey yeah. um instead of going like which is what you hear and that's a lot of times like what you, you'll learn when you play the guitar like to do a full to do a full um full bar chord but letting it go at the top two strings instead of playing this adds a full new dimension yeah So any chord like that, you know, it, it just adds a little bit of a uh, little seasoning to it. You know what I mean? Okay. So to close this out, we have some questions that people have kept in the question box and I'm going to yeah. see. There's 50, there is 50 something questions. Okay. We won't How about, through all. Okay. 
<laughs> all of them. We'll do like the top like four. Cool. Um, the first one is. If it, have you ever thought about writing music with Charlie Owen, Madison, or any of the other cast members? Yeah, Charlie and I actually, we, we've actually written, we, we actually wrote a little song together. We, you know, I love playing good music with Charlie. Charlie's like, um, and I jam with Charlie uh, a fair amount whenever I can, whenever I'm in LA and I have my guitar, um, which is a lot. So I, I, I see, I, I try to see Charlie as much as I can. If he's not on like a trip, um, that guy travels so much. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, Charlie and I jam. We actually, like last year, we were putting a set together to go maybe play a couple places um just to, or maybe just to go busk like we just wanted to go out and sit on a sidewalk and just play music and uh the thing i love about charlie is he he, he is uh like a firm believer in that you know it doesn't have to be we can just go outside and sit on a beach and, and and play the guitar and that's what like music is is about so uh it's really fun that we, we just have we have a great time yeah but yeah de definitely charlie trying to have done that but um i heard I'm not 100% sure, but uh, I think Owen was planning on doing a trip to LA. But if, if he is, then Charlie, Owen, and I are definitely going to jam. Because, man, Owen's been killing it. You see that Tennessee whiskey cover he did? Get out of here. Tennessee whiskey. So good. Oh, my gosh. He, he killed that. So um, I think it'd be really fun between the three of us. And I mean, I'll, I'd love to make music with anybody from the cast. They're all, they're all so talented and, and, and they're in different ways. It's great. This isn't like a direct question. I thought it was like a really funny question. But does Lightning McQueen have life insurance or car insurance? He's car insurance. He's a car. Let's be real, folks, you know. But he is alive, though. That and he does have a life. Nah, he's a car, dude. Yeah, he's a car. Yeah, car insurance. Yeah. Okay. Um, I lost, I lost my track of train of thought. Um, do you, do you ever get annoyed, um, with how much people associate you with Julian the Phantoms after the show has ended? Never, 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 never. Because that, you have to understand that show, uh, changed my life. It, I have... Anything associated with Julian the Phantoms, to me, it means the most, like, positive and excite, excited um, feeling, and I associate it with the best memories ever. Um, and I, I love that people ask me about it and that they um, – yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I could never be annoyed by anything by Julian the Phantoms. It's all good when it comes to that. Um, thank you for joining me today. I'm sorry that thank it you. super long. I wasn't planning on oh. over time. Dude, it's Friday night. You know, I I don't care. I mean, it's let's let's have some fun. Let's talk. You know, it's good. It's it's really fun doing these things. I I really appreciate it, Caitlin. Mm -hmm. I'm very glad that you were able to like join me on this because I've totally. been doing this podcast. It's almost been a year since I started this, mm -hmm. and just slowly like going through this is like really cool to talk to people who like, I look up to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Caitlin. I I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks everyone for joining. This is really fun. Um, to those who Whoa. are watching. <laughs> I just burped. Don't you can you can pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> okay. So today okay. you're watching, um, it'll be up on podcasts on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts within the next twenty four to forty eight hours. It'll also be up on my YouTube channel. I'll post a story about that when that's up. Um make sure you guys follow Sasha on Instagram, um, TikTok, 
and on Spotify and check out his music. Stay tuned for future episodes. It was super fun doing this episode six with you, Sasha. Um, thank you everyone for joining and I'll see you guys next time. Peace and love you guys. Talk soon. Bye. All right, bye.